0: I'm real mad because apparently Danhausen is starting to work for Ring of Honor now, and I'm like, son of, damn it! No, Danhausen, I wanted to see you, but if it means going to a Ring of Honor show in Atlanta, I'm not gonna do it. (laughs)
1: I'm not working for those, I'm not gonna go pay money to those sexist douchebags. Yeah, exactly. My favorite thing is that they signed uh, Session Moth Martina, and she has worked zero shows for them. She has worked exclusively in Japan.
0: Oh, fuck, I didn't know about that. I forgot they signed her.
1: It's okay, they signed other people, too, and they just <laughs> aren't showing up for it. It's... It they
0: signed people that don't matter and session moth Martinez, which by the way, my favorite picture to come out of New Japan Weekend is still of uh, Martina fucking grinding on Renee Young and her just in the background staring like, what am I supposed to do now?
1: Mine, mine is mine is Kevin Kelly because Kevin Kelly just has this disgusted look on his face and it's like, <laughs> and I really wanted to put like Kevin Kelly. Ke- And then over session, uh, over Martina, just put Ring of Honor.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the birthday bad boy of podcasting, Scotty. More! Your birthday was yesterday. Still counts. (laughs) Birthday week, baby. I'm the. I'm tonight's breadstick boy because I'm eating Nuke's breadsticks for dinner. It's Blake Tanner
1: here. And I am Los (laughs) Ingovernables! The Dylan. Ah, plan that one out two days ago.
0: Oh, man. So. I guess we do need to talk about it because I think the saddest I've ever seen Dylan in chat is the second night of the fucking Wrestle Kingdom where he just went like, "Oh, the website's down. Um, I guess I'm just gonna, guess I'm just gonna go to sleep. It's okay." And I'm sitting there like, "No, no, just use like a pirated stream for a few until the website comes back. It's okay. No, it's okay. You guys can watch it on your own. I'm gonna go to bed and I'll watch it when I wake
1: up. I guess."
0: I was like, "Dylan, no." It's fine. To
1: be, to be fair, to be fair, part of the, my reasoning for that was like I wasn't feeling great when I woke up and and did that because I was fi- I've been fighting this weird on and off like sinus thing. Yeah, and I did feel a lot better when I woke up, uh, and I woke up for the best part. I woke up for like Jericho. And Tanahashi. You literally woke up when I fell asleep. You woke up about the Oh, exact- yeah. I thought you fell asleep because I woke up. I thought you were just like, oh, Dylan's here. Tag. <laughs> you can what? take over. Tag's been- Bam. Paid. Out. Because that's exactly what it seemed like. No, no,
0: no. I, I wanted straight up to watch the main event because I was like, this is going to be fucking- Was it as good as Naito- or, um, sorry, uh, Obushi versus Okada?
1: Um, from an emotional standpoint- it was better from, like, a ring standpoint. It was slightly worse because, like, I kind of knew. Actually, no. I, I still didn't know. So there was there was that thing. I was, like, coin flip that Blake was going to win. Uh, Which, by the way, that
0: fucking coin flip is deadly.
1: Oh, Did... I'm going to talk about it in a second.
0: Uh, didn't you win? You ended up winning by, by flipping. I'm going to talk my... about it in a second. Don't okay. stay <laughs> on me right now in my moment. I want Dylan to finish.
1: But but yeah no the no the I, I'm I feel like the Ibushi match was better. It was, night one I'm actually glad that like if I had to miss part of a night it was night two because like I I still haven't seen the Ibushi uh, White match. It was all right.
0: Uh, it, it consisted of a whole lot of Gato being Gato and that was about it. Or maybe that was the Kenta match. I can't remember. It was one or the other.
1: Yeah, a lot of people. Cheap- I watched I watched a lot of the other ones on night two, and despite the fact that you guys ruined two of them for me, <laughs> uh, they were uh, they were all pretty they were all pretty solid. Whereas like night one, watching it live, I was just like I have no idea what. The f- like I watched Os- I watched Osprey Takahashi live, where Osprey did the fucking like, Sasuke special, fucking Miss goes into the ring, does the shit again, yeah, like. A, No, to goddamn video game sequence. To be fair,
0: I will say that the best part of the Moxley Juice match we didn't spoil for you because that was the best part. It was a struggle not to spoil it in the moment for me watching it live because I forgot Dylan wasn't watching it, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta go tell Dylan." Oh shit, wait. No, I can't. I can't ruin this for him. The man who was Didn't you say like Suzuki's definitely losing cuz he's not staying with the company? And then that shit happened and I went,
1: "Oh fuck." Okay. His
0: his contract <laughs> was looking like it was going to be up, but I guess fuck
1: it. Yeah. And they were like they were like, "Uh, we can give you probably a win. Probably a win over over Moxley." And he was probably like, all right, I'll win one more title with you guys. Yeah, exactly. I'll win all of them, but the fucking main title. Uh, no, no, but like, so there was there was that match, and then there was Naito J White, which like, any time before like 2014, 2015 probably would have been a strong contender for like match of the year. Yeah. It was a very good it was like a very solid high end match. Like, um but then uh then a then a Bushi, uh fucking Okada happened. So like Osprey Takahashi gotta be match of the year contender for about fifty minutes. Yeah. That was your exact and then, quote. And then that match started. Yeah. One hour max, and that had to be real disappointing because they were like, "Oh man, we put on we put on such a great match." Then Ibushi went Terminator mode, <laughs> and I'm just like, "This is it, this is it, desperation, desperation v trigger." Okada con- uh, continues his. Uh... Oh, his streak of oh, you thought that person was going to win, <laughs> which I should have rem, which I should have remembered from the first Wrestle Kingdom where Kenny challenged for the IWGP Championship, which is almost identical to how the fuck that match ended. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, you you brought up after the fact, like, oh, they're going to go with the rematch, which I should have saw from the beginning. And I'm like, you didn't? Because you kept going off about, like, this is it. After so many years, after Niojo had that big setback, he's finally going to get the belt back. And I'm like, surely Dylan knows that this should be should be the fucking, like, crowd. It needs to be a rematch. And you're like, nope, fucking just put a bushi there. Let it happen.
1: Cause I was, cause I was thinking like, okay, I didn't, it's the same reason why theoretically we all should have known that Moxley wasn't going to lose the next night because New Japan doesn't do one day rains. but we were all just like so hyped about the, about juice, like the whole thing that we were like, oh, and if we had thought about that, then we probably all would have figured the fin juice was going to, like if we had all logically considered it, we all cost ourselves four points. Yeah, That's
0: really what happened one way or the other. I I would just like to say, speaking of points, somebody's in the lead, and it's not Scotty anymore. Yeah, Blake did dominate thanks to his little fucking coin, I guess. Hey, 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 I won. (laughs) You did win. Dylan won overall predictions for uh, Wrestle Kingdom both nights, uh, beating me out by one. So, the coin was only slightly worse than our most knowledgeable New Japan source. yeah. Now what what was the title that Kenta had? Because going back to thinking about logic, I I using logic should have been like, Kenta doesn't need that. Kenta needs to be up with like the IW as he was making his entrance, I went fuck, he's losing it because he needs to be in, like, the main event spot. Kenta needs to go there. He needs to do that. And then I fell asleep and got to wake up the next day to a picture of Kenta holding both belts over a defeated Naito.
1: And I went, what the fuck happened? What What happened is... Fuck it, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a new heel of the week. What happened <laughs> was... <laughs> dude i was i was right there i was so happy and then he came out of nowhere and i was like mother fucker yeah oh it was right as night was
0: having his crowning moment he just got his low single Manables out he was ready he was about to celebrate no kenta <laughs> kenta baby fuck you
1: This motherfucker. My favorite thing is Kenta, like, fucking, like, does the orchestra shit to the booze, like, both, like, hands to ears, like, oh, yes. Drinking, yes. Mm. (laughs) Like, it's amazing.
0: This motherfucker, six months ago. Was jobbing out on 205 Live, and it must have been soul-sucking for him. He he had such a bad run that I forgot his WWE name for a moment. Like, as I was watching... Because, like, we still remember shit like fucking um, Loki and... Oh, wow, I just forgot what Loki's uh, name was. Caval, that's right, that dumb fucking name. I leg- Like, halfway through the match just went like... Hideo Tommy, What the fuck? Hideo- <laughs> That's what it was. Oh fuck. Oh yeah, I forgot. And then I had sudden mental, Im- <laughs> like I could suddenly hear faint Japanese chimes in the distance. Dun
1: dun 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 dun.
0: Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to talk about from New Japan, Dylan? Because I I know it's this is this is it might be my birthday, but this is your time, buddy. I know. <laughs> this is your Christmas. It
1: was. <laughs> It was great, and you need. I I almost stayed up legitimately. I woke up at four o'clock Monday morning uh, to like get ready to like watch the first two hours of New Year's Dash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I was too. I was too fucking like exhausted. Like I couldn't pull it off. Yeah. It'll wreck your week. But I almost ah, dude. It would have been would have been worth it. Yeah. To cry at Liger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was how much of like a high I was on for how good the wrestling was cuz like even at its worst it was decent. Yeah, yeah. Even at even at when the when the wrestler fucked up the the never open weight belts and then I felt cheated because fucking Ishii got cat And I was like, "Motherfucker, I be- were they supposed to win?" I'm I'm so pissed <laughs> off right now. I remember, I I
0: forgot because the website I went to check and do pre- fill in predictions. I forgot who was in L I J and who was in Chaos and everyone for the six man. And I was just like, oh, they won, awesome Chaos. Wait, no, that's not Chaos at all. Fuck, ah, damn it.
1: No, no, no. The thing is, is the thing is, is that like as soon as, as soon as they started doing it, I was like, I really wish that they would announce the order of it. Like, oh yeah. To it. Because had I known that Chaos was going to be second, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have picked that.
0: <laughs> uh, we only, I'm trying to think, there aren't that many times where, like, we deviated where two people picked the loser and one person picked the winner. yeah, yeah. Usually, if there was a two-person agreement, that was what ended up happening.
1: Except for except for G-O-D and Jews. Yeah. How, yep.
0: how was uh, Jericho Tanahashi, by the way? Because I, I fell asleep halfway through that. But it, it looked like I fell asleep about the time Jericho was doing New, ja- New Japan Jericho shit. In other words, stealing cameras
1: from people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flipping them off. Like all that thing, Uh, there was that brutal table spot where he just DDT Tanahashi straight down on one. Oh,
0: that fucking looked. I was awake for that one. But if we're gonna talk about brutal DDTs through tables, can we talk about the fact that John Moxley basically fucking murdered Lance Archer with that Death Rider? Because he, he went great. through one table, Moxley went through a table, and then <laughs> the fucking table shot up into the gut of Lance Archer. And I'm like, okay, that's instant abdomen surgery right there. He's destroyed. Yeah, he landed straight. like that. Um, his abs took the full brunt of that impact, and it looked painful.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, Lance Archer looked like a monster coming out of that. Everybody, nobody came out of Wrestle Kingdom looking bad. And that's, that's rare. Even Coda, even
0: Coda who went in being like a high contender for like claiming both belts, losing both nights, it didn't make him look bad. It just made him look more interesting. Cause now I'm like, what the fuck's he going to do next? When's he going to snap? I'm just waiting
1: for him to come out and murder Gato. Oh yeah, exactly. Like he's just going to be like this tiny Bald motherfucker. (laughs) Because uh, the end of that match is such a screw job where it's just like, you did everything right. You got fucking leveled with the chair. Straight leveled. Took all of that. Mm. <laughs> like I would have loved if at one point during the fucking
0: Kota match, the, the one the night before, it cut to the crowd and you see Kenny Omega in the crowd doing the fucking Britt Baker shit. And it's just like,
1: oh, that's Kota
0: Ibushi's boyfriend. Kota Ibushi's boyfriend is here.
1: You know, you know he was watching at home on a big screen. Oh, of
0: course he was um but going back to jericho he did probably cut one of my favorite promos of the weekend which was promptly taken down from the new japan page because i don't think they enjoyed what he said because i I still think that by the this is my 2020 prediction there will be a working relationship between aew and new japan by the end of it because they, they're already a little bit cooler with the idea. Like they had him bring the belt out to the ring. They announced him as the AEW
1: champion and shit like that. And then Jericho cut that impassioned promo where he's just like It wasn't even it wasn't even shitty Jericho. Like I forgot what regular sounding Jericho. 'Cause I'm used to I'm used to podcast Jericho. Yeah. And I'm used to Le Champion. And this was just like Hey look, it was like it was just like like straight Chris and I was just like I forgot this was a thing I <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like he was just at the mic like okay look. I
0: know I'm I would be more than happy to offer him another shot at the AEW championship. I would be more than happy to do anything just put the petty bullshit aside and let us work together we could make and the greatest make money make money we could make the greatest matches that the world has ever seen if you guys can just get over your petty bullshit and I'm like yes jericho thank you if we could just not anymore y'all let's come on come together
1: yeah, well because was it this last week where it came out that uh That Impact basically was trying to force New Japan to have a working relationship with them. No, what? Yes, that was... um... Yeah, because AXIS, because the people that bought our own Impact bought AXIS TV, which is where New Japan was being shown, and they were like, listen, uh, work with us or we're taking your show off off our channel. Oh, yeah. And and New Japan's hatred of uh, TNA slash Impact Wrestling is greater than their desire to be on American TV. Uh, there was also, like, a money money difference, and, like, they knew that they weren't really needed because Impact was on there and Who Needs Two Wrestling Shows.
0: Well, not only I, I mean, I feel no excitement to see any, like, dream matches between Impact and New Japan. Maybe, like, Sammy and Suzuki. Like, that might be a good one. But AD- No, no, no. I'll, I'll watch Okada, Brian Cage. Oh, that would be actually really good, but like there's it will, nothing. They will never. Okada will never step foot in an impact ring again, yeah. no matter what working relationship
1: they have together. And if he does, it'll be to take a shit in the middle of the ring, point to it, and be like, "That's all of you," <laughs> and then leave.
0: Meanwhile, AEW has instant dream matches. You could have Kenny go back and have another match with Okada or a match with Naito. You could do that. You can have uh, Chuck Taylor come back and finally say he was the mole for chaos. You remember that fucking storyline that went on for ages and then had no payoff because he left? Yeah, you could have so much stuff happen if they just worked together. But yeah, it's... Kenny coming back to just being in a in New Japan ring would just print money. Yeah, exactly. Because that's who he is. He is print money in Japan. And you know Kenny wants to. If anybody, Kenny definitely wants to open that door again. 100%. But now, we gotta talk about WWE, I guess.
1: Do we have When's to? When's, when's the Rumble?
0: It's in two weeks, and the only reason I know that is because I have to plan a stupid pay-per-view or whatever. But, like, <laughs> Lesnar. Wait, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on one second. I just need to double-check. <laughs> um... L- let me just double check. It's uh, it's still gonna be
0: bad. It's still gonna be a bad show. Okay, so um, um,
1: what the fuck, Paul? Paul, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Let's talk Paul. about the big, the big surprise for the Rumble. I'll get into why it's my heel of the week later, but like
1: we we can talk about the big thing. Yeah. Oh bullshit, my room. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't understand what bullshit was. Like that could be several things. <laughs> well, it it, it is. It is
0: several things, and it's not just Brock, so we can talk about this specific thing, because Brock is in the Rumble. Brock is in the Rumble at number one, and I understand it from a Brock Lesnar standpoint, because over the past year, Brock Lesnar's not been there as a champion, he's just been a, a, a guy who's been like... I'm just gonna fucking do shit. I'm gonna enter the money in the bank match that I'm not in and win it. I'm gonna go to the Rumble. Because apparently
1: you can do that. <laughs> exactly. And so. Why wouldn't anyone just run
0: in? But you could have easily, during that promo, at any point, been like, Brock Lesnar's going to enter the Rumble and then challenge the universal champion, whoever they may be at Mania, and try to unify the titles. Brock Lesnar is gonna go kick Adam Cole in the dick and take his title. You could have done any of that, but instead it was just like, he's gonna do it. I don't know why, but he's gonna do it, I guess. You could have even just, like, had the easy cop-out. They really took a spot away
1: from a surprise entrant for this shit. Yeah.
0: You could have even had the cop-out of, like, Brock's just fucking bored, because you haven't given him anything. Big man want fight. I don't think big man want fight! I really don't! That's the thing, it's just, that's one way they could have gone. They didn't go that way. But it, it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Just, Paul... Speaking of big men, as a weird aside, because uh, I, I saw things about it, but I, I didn't have time to watch the video. What's Drew Gulak uh, or Drew uh, McIntyre up to?
0: Oh, I, I was afraid that that was about to go down the dark route of what's Drew Gulak's brother up
1: to nowadays? Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. we going to leave that in the box.
0: I mm. don't know. I didn't. All I know is Drew is just beating the shit out of people every week
1: apparently he had a catchphrase and i was just, or like a phrase and i was just like oh they he has something do you re- do you remember what it is because the last thing i saw
0: was almost a baby face like move from drew which is i can't remember he was facing kurt hawkins and Zack Ryder, and he was getting ready for the claymore and he just goes one two three and then claymore's drew or uh Clay- claymores him in the face and i'm like why? Why though? Aren't you supposed to be the vicious Scottish psychopath? But no, you're you're not you're just
1: going to do this now, I guess. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm I'm going to have him with I'm going to I'm probably going to have him for my raw pick. Oh, also, have we decided I have an idea for how we can do uh the Rumble picks this year. Oh, so instead uh, of our usual
0: you pick a raw, you pick a smackdown, you pick a surprise?
1: Yeah, 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 because I feel like there's going to be some overlap. Uh, we draft. Oh shit! Uh, we snake draft. So um, for the first one, Blake goes first, then Scotty, then I go twice, then then Scotty, then Blake goes twice, then Scotty, then me, and then for the second one, I pick first, then Scotty, then Blake goes twice, then yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm down with that. I'm 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 down with that. I like that a lot actually. Yeah, that way.
1: That way, like. That way it's not like, a, oh, you you said the words before me. It's like a designated draft. Yeah, exactly. And then you can still be mad, but, like, for different reasons. <laughs> exactly, because you just... <laughs> I have, like, three... I, I On my drive home, I came up with, like, four picks of, like, that's unlikely, but all right, I'll take that one and that one. Sure. I'll do that. And-
0: also my favorite bad storyline right now is no longer rusev and lana it's now aj styles and randy orton because i realized this week that aj styles and this might be a very cornetish what i'm about to say he's the least threatening wwe superstar of all time <laughs> and it just seems like an upset petulant child fight trying to fight randy Orton. like you remember the video that came out a few years back of, like, m- not Make-A-Wish kids, but just, like, random kids being interviewed and one talking about how much he would be able to reverse the RKO and then Randy pops in and RKOs the kid almost. That's what it feels like, because it's just AJ being the littlest shit heel, hitting shitty RKOs on people and then doing the worst simulcrum
1: of Randy's pose that he can do. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, AJ Styles is a phenomenal heel. yeah. And that's because he knows. he knows that's where his, his, like his thing is. like he's been doing this for 20 years, Scotty. He's aware.
0: Yeah, I, I also think that like because AJ's just so good, he can he's just kind of going through his motions and doing his thing while he can still do it well. yeah because I think if there's anybody that will retire and stay retired. It could be AJ Styles. Yeah. It's more
1: than likely AJ Styles. Because, like, because, like, HBK came back for, like, like, you know, the money and the, the whatever. Yeah, and Undertaker came back because of the money and whatever. And Edge is
0: probably <laughs> coming back because of the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, AJ, AJ watched that match and he was probably just like, no. No. AJ's, this sounds terrible, AJ has that, like, Southerner pride. <laughs> You mean he's just a Southern boy? Yeah, with that farmer strength. Yeah, yeah. He's just stubborn as fuck. Uh, he. By the way, this is this is a different aside. Did you see his statement where he talked about like where he like admitted that his outrage about the gay community thing a while ago was wrong, and he's moved past it? And he would be Oh more yeah, than no, happy I, I sent
0: that. that to you guys because he's just like. I would like to apologize formally to the gay community for what I've said about them in the past, but right now I've come, I really enjoy the gay community. Is that just how he says the
1: words gay community? (laughs) It's it's not, it's just how Scotty imagines it in his head every time he reads it. Because I would just love if AJ Styles was like, I really
0: wanted to say that I'm sorry, to the gay community. <laughs> no, 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 I love like it. He's been, always surprised. Ri- as, no, as it's written out, there's a parenthesis with a question mark in it next to every single time he says gay community. It's an interrobank, thank you. Yeah. If there's a little, <laughs> there's some surprise with it.
1: Um, But he also is glad to have a uh, a good following with the flat earth community. Oh, yeah. I'll the be- flat
0: earth community.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, no, it's, No, AJ. AJ knows. AJ knows what's happening with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the last thing before we go to break, we do need to bring up the fact
0: that WWE security (laughs) tackled a priest this week. What? No, no. Apparently that was planned. Yeah, someone posted a a shot of the script, and it's like
1: security tackles priest. Okay, why? (laughs) Why? I don't know. Wasn't there that weird match ending to Ray versus uh, Andrade? really weird because it's like it felt like i i'd never
0: really seen the refs have to direct what's supposed to happen oh yeah but and it's a i think it was john cohen too um and he was just like no you gotta just do that just go no ray ray look what you fucking did yeah you're going for the pin but look what you fucking did i can't believe you did this Ray. Yeah. And then Ray goes out and he's like, oh no, I can't believe I did this. I do really enjoy this new kind of like unhinged Ray Mysterio where he's like, you took my mask? I'm going to beat the living fuck out of you in a backstage interview segment. You, uh, you beat up my son? I'm going to get a lead pipe and try to break your fucking knees. And I'm like... Isn't Rey Mysterio for the kids? Ain't that why you're here? And Rey's like, I was for the kids, but now I'm all for the fucking streets. I'm about is. to destroy Rey- you. Rey
1: Mysterio's like, you know what else is for the kids? Ash whippings. They
0: gonna learn. <laughs> I'm gonna beat these kids senseless. These young fucking whippersnappers. I had my knees surgically implanted from a young Nigerian child. So I could keep going in the ring. I just, I really, uh, the other day I saw a clip during, like, the Jericho-Rey Mysterio rivalry where, where all he wanted was to unmask Rey. It's the smoothest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, but he's got Jericho set up for the 619, runs the ropes, goes for it. Literally, as he turns around, Chris grabs the mask, backs up, and then rolls him up for the victory. And I was like, how the fuck? Damn, Jericho's good. <laughs> He's incessantly good. I love Chris. But you know who else I love? I don't love his beliefs, but I love Chris. Yeah, but you know who else I love? Some, some motherfucker on the internet. Hold on, wait, we've got two now, so we have to specify some motherfucker and a cool person who is my cousin-in-law. And they are our patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the Fight Boys and get exclusive content that can be found nowhere else on the internet, like Wrestling History X, our show where we re- revisit some of our favorite moments in pro wrestling history. Next Wednesday, my episode about the Summer of Punk is coming out. I put a lot of love into it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Dylan's gonna have one next month, hopefully about Kenny Omega's junior run, and you know, it's gonna be five. It's gonna be a five-part docu series, I think. At that point,
1: it's gonna it's gonna take me some time because I was I've been more busy than I expected, so I haven't gotten to as much of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was so wiped out from Wrestle Kingdom because like I was supposed to take the time after that. Each day, to would be like, okay, and now I'll watch them, and that did not fucking happen. No,
0: I won't even be able to start on mine until March. Yeah, that that's fine. And uh, you can get access to all of it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. I am also gonna put, like, a little snippet of it in the RSS feed, so if you're subscribed on iTunes, you'll get a little clip of it so you know what you're missing if you are not a patron at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And now I, I don't have my phone, so I'll be right back. Think of who we need to tweet. <laughs> um. All right, Dylan. Since this is uh your post Christmas, uh your Japanese wrestling New Year, I think as usual it's all on you. Can we
1: just can we just post thank you to Liger? Can we just be nice one week?
0: I'm one hundred percent
1: down with thank you Liger. Yeah, because like it's... Scotty and I actually got to see Liger, and it was I, he put on a really good match.
0: I always forget, like, as, I I, I don't think I ever got to see any of his matches this weekend, but I remember at one point just thinking, like, have I seen Liger live? When did I see Liger live?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was him versus Taguchi. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, And everybody was with Taguchi because Taguchi's theme song slaps, even though Liger's theme song also slaps.
0: Slaps the hardest, yeah. I think just hashtag thank you liger. I don't even want to tag anybody. Like that's it.
1: No, but if you could find if you could find a, a picture of it from the that that show. the CEO slash New Japan show, I'm sure there's one you could like steal from Google. Yeah, sorry, I'm
0: just over here in the corner crying yeah. because I never got to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: it's okay. I got real sad too, I was like, I've never seen No, I did! I did see it at that really weird show that had two people with criminal records open it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I keep feeling like I've seen him somewhere else, but I can't remember. I,
1: maybe at like a did he? We ever... were supposed to. We were supposed to see him at. Um, oh, at that uh, fucking the superstar whatever uh, for WrestleMania that we went to.
0: Oh yeah, I think he was supposed to be there too. Okay, it's whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, visa issues.
0: But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into our heels and baby faces of the week. Do we want to start with the positives or the negatives? Because, I mean, we are known for our negative outlook on multiple things in wrestling. Should we start with some positivity? Um, I can, well... I can start. Yeah, but actually, let's get the negative out of the way. Because I think that Scotty and my negatives are like real-life negatives. Dylan's is sweet as hell. Well, you already talked about him though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, hold. On. I was going to say I need I need a I need a moment to uh to, to reconsider cuz we were getting so into things I didn't actually come up with the real. I one. mean, Kenta is a good one though. I mean, Yeah. I actually yeah, no it is Kenta. It's 100% Kenta. The mother, the motherfucker. The thing is that like he is so It's not even like a oh, like this person is a heel of a person. Is like he's so committed to the bit at this point, like just so fucking committed, and like his promos in J- Japanese I mean, are it's so like, fucking good. His his character is very different, but I I get the same energy
0: that I remember from like peak Nakamura before he left New Japan because of how just balls to the wall he is with being a complete shit stain well i mean not only that it's almost like like jay white plays heel but i could see jay white swip switching no matter what kenta is a fucking heel kenta would step on your baby (laughs) like that's exactly it
1: yeah but jay white would stand in the background and laugh at you yeah (laughs) yeah that's why he's a heel but yeah no it was
0: (laughs) and mjf would call you out on twitter for it
1: yeah, yeah, but no, I'm I'm really looking forward to that match. Um, some people were talking about how like they did this to try because historically, uh, because the next the new beginning shows are in Osaka, and historically for some reason Osaka hates Naito. Like um, right before in the like the lead up to when Naito turned uh, turned heel, uh, I remember one of the shows I remember watching was Naito was still a babyface and uh, they were in Osaka, and they were just booing the shit out of Naito. (laughs) Like, he was on the babyface team, and they were just booing the shit out of him. I was like, oh, that's got to break your spirit. That's just got to break your spirit right there. And then later, he became heel, and I was just like, I can't wait till he goes back to that place and flips him the bird. (laughs) But uh, they were like, yeah, they're doing that for it. And I was like, Naito gets cheered everywhere now, regardless. But yeah, no, this this is the perfect first... Uh, first challenger. I don't know where the fuck Kanto goes from here, but you know, whatever, we'll see. It's gonna be great. Yeah. You know,
0: they're starting him out hot, we're gonna see where he goes. Um, alright, my heel of the Week is just a general consensus on how bullshit the Rumble has become. Like, we've all been here for a few years now, seeing just a decline of the Rumble as being one of the best and most looked forward to pay-per-views of the year to remember when you liked survivor series me either yeah well survivor series was never big for me but the rumble i remember back in the day rumble was like my number one that's my favorite pay-per-view because you're always gonna have returns you're gonna have surprises we're gonna have great matches and then finally one year my dad was like hey we're gonna go to the rumble and I went, fuck yeah, the Rumble. That was also the year Roman Reigns fucking won. So I didn't have a good time at all. And
1: that one, no, 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 no. You have to add. That was, that was the year in Philadelphia where Roman Reigns won and people booed The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> you need and to- that show had good matches.
0: It had the fucking Seth, John, Brock triple threat that's so fucking amazing. I always forget that was the same Rumble. <laughs> yes. Which is a fucking match of the year contender yes. that year. But the rumble was just so shit, and every single year it's just been a a, dis- a constant descent of worse and worse and worse. Other than, I guess you could say when Nakamura won, it was fun because it was something unexpected, kind of. But no, the
1: the, the Triple H one, the Triple H one was good because there was like a good fifteen minutes where you thought uh, you thought Dean had it. Oh yeah, oh, God. Um, but the uh, and even last year's when like we saw Kofi
0: winning. I thought it was happy. Yeah. But like it just it was one of those it's like it this better happen because it is he fucking deserves it. And and then Seth happened. And then Seth happened. Um but also like the the ways that they fucked with the rumble itself which is it's supposed to be just a way for somebody to outlast some like, you know, 29 other people and get a shot at the title they want. It's not For the fucking champion to be in it, for any, like, world champion to be in it, period. Yeah. I want, I want the fiend to show up. (laughs) Number 30, baby, number 30. Number 30, God. Now, if the
1: fiend, if the fiend does knock Brock out, that would be fun. Yeah. Have I, have I told you my, uh, I have, I have a crazy idea for who, who, like, the surprise one for this one is. Yeah. Um I was going to save it for 2 weeks from now but I'm going to forget if I do that. I'm like 85% sure Edge shows up. I'm kind of there too. Yeah. And and like and wins. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's some that's some
0: special dream board that I don't want to bring out into the
1: ether in case it doesn't happen. No 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 no. We we looked at that Becky dream board for like a year and a half. We can do this.
0: <laughs> I would I would love to see if Edge came back, even if he was just like there for a bit in the rumble. And I will um, say this. Where do we think Brock gets eliminated? Because I think he goes Final Four. I think they keep Brock as long as possible in there.
1: Yeah, I think that's
0: the only way they're gonna do it, unless they do no, pull no, no. some.
1: They're gonna they're gonna pull a, what was that? That uh O four Maven? Oh yeah yeah. Somebody somebody gets sacrificed. <laughs> ah,
0: somebody I hope it's Drake Maverick. <laughs> now this could be the moment where we find out what's in Eric Rowan's sack of terrors, apparently. Well <laughs> would you like
1: would you like to redo the phrasing of that? No, no,
0: nope. okay. no, absolutely not. All well, right, I stand by that. I want we we're, we're all gonna see what's in Eric Rowan's sack—that big old sack that makes Mojo Raleigh real scared. Well, that does segue perfectly into my heel of the week because I was thinking about it. It was actually a pretty decent week of wrestling. Nothing pro- too negative happened, and I mean we recorded late in the week last week, so it was a little bit weird to look back. And that's when I realized I was looking out to find the heel, and I realized the heel was me all along. Because I had been allowing myself... Scotty, Scotty, the heel has always been (laughs) you. Cut to the end of The Shining, it's a picture of all the famous heels, slowly zooms in on my face in the center of it. I'm like, oh no! No, it's the fact that I've been allowing myself to buy into WWE bullshit still about returns and surprises and expecting not to get disappointed. And, like, this Monday, K.O. and Samoa Joe are just like, we've got us a third man, and it's gonna be fucking amazing. It's gonna be, fucking Savio Vega, baby, we got Savio. It's gonna be great. And then, well, it's the big show!
1: I was actually
0: hyped for that. Well, part of me was like, fuck yeah, Big Show's back. And the other part of me was like, that could have been literally anybody else. Could have been anybody else. But okay, that's fine. So that's one. Two, John Morrison's back. Can't you wait till we get to, like, number 27 in the Rumble and you hear, Wow, I ain't no make-believe. And fucking Morrison comes out. No, we're just gonna have him and Miz turn heel and fight the New Day. Which is fine. It's gonna be fun. But okay, that's how you bring back John Morrison. You bring him back in a WWE backstage segment where he's just You bring him back from the dead. Yeah. (laughs) And you bring him back just to have Miz be like, hey, I'm upset. You go talk to people for me. And then, of course, we've got Sheamus, who returned literally the exact fucking same way he returned the last time. At this point, it's just an homage to himself. Which is, oh, no, the babyface is getting beat up. Oh, but here comes Seamus. He's returning to save the babyface. Oh, no, he's now beating up the babyface. That's it. That was the whole return angle. Um, What are the odds that uh, Vince McMahon's... um hard-on for Sheamus versus Bryan at Wrestlemania comes back this year yeah because Punk did release the original schedule for Wrestlemania 30 and that's what Daniel Bryan was gonna be relegated to until the fans said absolutely fucking not no this cannot (laughs) happen and that all sums up to the fact of I'm real fucking excited to see what's in that cage. I don't know what he's got in there, but it spews red mist in people's faces and causes you to go blind apparently. But guess what? I can predict the future and the future is I'm going to be fucking disappointed. Whatever's in that cage, they've built up so much that I'm going to be very disappointed. Well, worst case scenario, which means most likely to happen, is it never really has a full pay. Oh, it's hornswoggle. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hornswoggle or a head. It's a head in a cage, and that's it. Uh, it's baby Bray. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're really playing off the whole baby Yoda hype. They got baby Bray. <laughs> oh my God, I want to. With dishonest... the fiend mask and everything. A baby fiend. <laughs> oh fuck, that's good. But now on to baby faces. And Blake, I feel like you need to start because y- yours is the most appropriate for this week. Yes, my baby faces. Hashtag thank you, Liger. Um, I've probably only seen a handful of Liger matches ever. But just seeing um, all of the. Uh, just how emotional his retirement was over Wrestle Kingdom and just how. There's, there was just such an outpouring of love and respect for this single human being and what he's done in wrestling. Fucking Arby's got in on it, bud. Like everybody was thanking Liger, and just like it, it just made me feel happy because for once, the wrestling community, the wrestling community. Um, can come together about something and not be sour sacks of shit like they always are. Uh, my favorite thank you Liger has to be from sexy Chucky e. T who just said Thank you, Liger, for that one time you sacrificed your own butt to Tommaso Ciampa's thumb to save my life. And then showed the fucking train of people with thumbs and asses at PWG and Liger at the front of them, marching along (laughs) before fucking tossing them. The
1: legendary asshole of Jushin (laughs) Thunder Liger. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and the fact that he's just willing to go along with everything and he's one of those people that just makes it look great yes um i until most recently with his um uh with his run against suzuki i i had no idea that Keishan liger existed and seeing that happen like not knowing was some of the best fucking shit oh yeah easily Um, I just think that he's, he's a great talent and like he will be missed, but I'm glad that he went out on a high like that. Yeah, very much so. Like I remember, was he in the, do you guys remember like the N64 game and it was like NWO WCW World Tour? And you could choose Japanese guys, which I had never seen before. I always remember Ultimo Dragon, because I played as him a lot. But I think Liger was on that, too. So I've known about Liger since I was, like, a kid. But just because of, like, oh, that's the fucking giant, cartoony one. I love him.
1: Yeah. I, I remember the first... Um, <clears throat> I, think, I think it was, like, Wrestle Kingdom 6 was the first one where I was getting back into wrestling. And, like, Liger was there, and I was just like, the fuck... And then he kept showing up on things because it got more and more into New Japan, and like I was just like Jushin Thunder. Look, look this up. Like, oh, oh, wow, <laughs> he's like, a lot. And then he, he just a... kept doing things over the year. You remember Thunder Burgers, where he teamed up with fucking Cheeseburger? That's right. Like he was. <laughs> he's just been he's just been so like he like he's just been so cool for so long. Yeah. Um, also, you you left out the other part of uh, of Chuck Taylor's tweet, which was and being so ridiculously tan. <laughs> For only having his hand showing. <laughs> yeah. And being fucking, like,
0: he's 55 years old, dude. And yeah, he's, he's in better shape than us. All yeah. of yeah, combined. Very much. I like, uh, Simon Grimm posted, like, his Liger story, and he was like, it was after the NXT show... Where he fought Tyler Breeze and he was in the uh he was like in the elevator and he realized that he was there with just the talent. So he knew he could take off his mask. And he takes off his mask and starts looking around at people and making goofy faces. And Simon goes, Lego son, Marks and he goes, Huh? And he fucking quickly pulls the mask back on after making goofy faces. And I was like, I fucking love him.
1: oh uh, he's there, there there was a the last great one was on the day of the uh, on the day of his retirement show. Uh, like the English announced team was there, like doing promotional stuff, and they're like, "So what made us all corpse except for Kevin Kelly?" Like Chris Child, was like, "Liger showed up, stood directly opposite us, and just started fucking with us." <laughs> and Kevin Kelly was too much of a professional, but Rocky Gino and, and Chris Charlton, and they couldn't do it. Yeah.
0: Well, Uh, well, Liger Liger's the cool fucking dad. Yeah. Well, my baby face of the week is Rusev. You know from Rusev Day. It's me. Because as I stated... He's la- leaning into it as hard as he can.
1: Yeah, as No I fucks sta- given Rusev is the best thing.
0: <laughs> as I stated last week, the fucking Lana Lashley angle would be great if Rusev got to talk more. But he hadn't been able to talk enough. And then this week they do this weird second wedding where they're like, we need to actually get it done which someone was like, I really wanted... I wanted the um, the priest to be like the priest from Spaceballs and be like, do you, do you good kisser? But in the middle of it, Rusev pops up poorly green-screened in front of a beach. It just goes, hey, it's me, Rusev, from Rusev Day. And I went, okay, I'm back on board. That's all it takes. I'm back on this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> If I have to watch this bullshit, at least Rusev's talking. Yeah, and it's just Rusev cutting this great promo of being like Bob. Lo- I love that he calls Bobby Bob. I don't know why I enjoy it so much. But
1: I fucking love him calling Bob. He's like, it's, I even it's made the fact you that win. it's so it's it's the fact that it's so like Bulgarian. Like oh yeah, yeah,
0: ah Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Like fucking GTA 4, you pick it up, Bob, it's your cousin, Rusev, let's go bowling. (laughs) Hey, it's your cousin from Rusev Day! (laughs) (laughs) And he just proceeds to, like, fucking ham it the fuck up the whole time, and then at the end of it, for some reason, just goes deathly serious, and it's like, next week, the Bulgarian Brute is back. And I am going to destroy you. And he, like, no hint of joking the whole time. And he's like, I will pick you apart, break you down limb from limb. And when I am done with you, Lana can have what's left. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Damn, Rusev. In that one segment, he got this over harder than six months of storytelling has. Uh, and of course, my favorite part was... um. They they cut it out of some of the cuts, but he, uh, just, uh, at one point he gets his plate of food and he says, hope you like it. It's a fish. <laughs> and uh, Liv Morgan is kind of just going to have to be Rusev's girlfriend at this point, which does disappoint me, but it's whatever. I, I don't care. I love Liv, but if the, if it gives us more Rusev, that's all
1: I need. Uh, speaking- I, mean, I mean, look at it from Rusev's perspective. Uh, he... He he goes to work and he has to be around Liv Morgan and then he goes home to his hot hot Russian wife. Like he's there's there's no part of Rusev's day where Rusev is losing. Yeah, exactly. Except for the meeting with like the writers where he has to it, where he has to be like, and at that point can I say from Rusev
0: day? Can I put that in there? You know, like I I I fucking guess. It's whatever. I- Long as Vince signs off on it, it's fine. Also, secondary babyface does go to the Mandy Rose and Otis storyline because that's now getting more '80s comedy than it ever has, and I love it. Like last week, fucking Mandy comes up like, "Hey Rusev," or I'm sorry, uh, "Hey, o- hey Otis." Um... Everybody's on the Rusev train. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Otis, did did Mama make us anything for New Year's Eve? No. And I thought he sounds like Chris Farley made over it. I love him so much for it. No, well, I guess she saw uh, you saw what happened with Dolph Ziggler. I didn't, but Mama did. <laughs> in, the, in the segment, but I'm like, I cannot wait for the payoff for this. I need it to be like a storyline where like, I no longer want the heel turn for Mandy Rose. I want them to become an
1: on-screen couple. Cause I they... want her to be the manager for Heavy Machinery, but she comes out in like construction overalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't they... Are they actually dating? Because I've seen a lot of... 100%. For years. Since before he was... Since before he was, uh... On the main roster. Like, back in NXT, before, like, Heavy Machinery was big. Oh, shit. I did not know that. I
0: need this. I need this more than anything in the entire world. That's so fucking good. That's so choice. Somebody did put out in the ether on Reddit that, um... Since uh, Mandy's dyed her hair now, they would love to see if just, like, she goes up to Otis one day and he just does not recognize her. I mean... Like, who are you? I would really love, like, a a Daisy Duke aesthetic applied to Mandy Rose. You know Vince would be all over that shit. Like, yeah! Put them out there! That's what they need! The short shorts? Goddamn! Why didn't I think of this before? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, um, also when was oh damn it this was last week but it so it doesn't count but my meme of the week does go to the one i sent you guys which is during the wedding segment on uh fucking raw renee young tweeted out suspiciously large cake and someone (laughs) tweeted and replied to it saying when bailey comes out to the ring (laughs)
1: God damn it! Nice, uh, but uh,
0: but now it should surprise no one in the entire. Oh no, fucking... I changed it. Oh, you uh, changed it? Yeah. Well, Dylan's original babyface was Wrestle
1: Kingdom, but now what is it? You guys gave me time. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, it's Oscar because I going to start <laughs> over again. <laughs> Question: How do you get over in two minutes while also uh, keeping a crowd of? Uh, fucking douchebags from yelling what as you talk in japanese you don't stop talking in japanese for a (laughs) minute and a half you just you just go by the way my favorite part of that aside from the fact that it's asuka is like at one point she uh like the translation is like yeah it's easy peasy to to beat you and she just points he knows he knows (laughs) and like just keeps walking He doesn't know, but it was amazing. (laughs) This guy gets it. (laughs) This guy gets it. This guy. This guy 100%. (laughs) But no, I watched that promo first because I was at work. I first watched it um, with no sound. And then, like, without hearing what she was saying, I was like, I'm going to love everything about this. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And then then Becky Lynch sucker punched her, which sucked. Mm -hmm. And she's probably going to lose. But, like, the, the promos leading up to this are everything I've wanted. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um oh uh no also a secondary baby face to Chuck Taylor for uh Drunken Wrestle Kingdom volume like 3 or 4. Oh, We yeah. drunkenly during Wrestle Kingdom and then deletes all of them. <laughs> oh. Happens every year. It's a tradition. It is. My favorite I forget I forget which one it was was oh it was the Osprey one it was like we told Osprey to stop doing that thing where he elbows people in the back of the head because (laughs) it's dangerous, and he kept he just did it again. Just (laughs) kept doing it. Just a hundred percent. That move, like when he hit that on Hiromu, I was just like, "Well, Hiromu's back on the shelf." (laughs) This summer, two men save the world from who you ask. Everything invading robo penises this show is not about
0: (laughs) those two men (laughs) this show's just a load of BS the show are Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore make up dumbass movies like that we're your personal think tank we're your two white guys which fills the quota for Mm -hmm. a podcast I think and we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right, except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut, Yes, <laughs> Good, good, uncut. So, boys, we've talked New Japan. We've talked WWE. Not a lot of AEW talk this week. It was a surprisingly light. Wi- oh, that's right. Because we recorded the last episode after last week's episode of AEW. So, there's just nothing we can talk about other than just being
1: like, hey, best friends versus Jurassic Express. That'll be cool, I guess. But for right now. And Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's going to be the. Orange Cassidy versus uh, Luchasaurus. Fucking. Fucking main event. They're giving that away on free TV? Are you insane? That's like Goldberg Hogan all over again. (laughs) I just... Oh, man. Just
0: give me all of that. No, no, no. It's gonna be... He comes in, does his little kicks... And then afterwards, Luchasaurus just looks down, looks back up at him, and fucking roundhouses him in the head. That's, I'm calling that spot already. But for right now, I actually would like to go over to a different wrestling company known as the JWF for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. as always by the man behind the entire JWF. It's Captain Tibbs. That's right, Sills. New year, new Tibbs. That's right, Tibbs. And we are on our way to one of the biggest JWF events of the year, the Regal Rumble, a show where history can change, where legends are made, and where the main event of Wrestlepalooza is decided in the Regal Rumble match where 20 men will enter but only one will leave with an opportunity to face off against the champion in the main event of Wrestlepalooza. You know, Sills, this is my favorite time of the year because we kick it off with a bang. We get the new year started right by just putting a bunch of boys together in one ring and just having them beat the shit out of each other. That's right, Tibbs, and... We are also going to have a match to see who the winner of the Regal Rumble will face. And that is a match where our champion, Momoa Curry, will face off against one of the members of the dynasty, Blake Tanner, the man who currently holds the record for the longest title reign in our modern era. And you know that has to be a chip on the shoulder of Momoa Curry. What do you think? Of course, Sills. Blake Tanner had an amazing reign while Momoa Curry was off. Well, he was not here in the company for the most part. And you know what? This is going to be something that Blake Tanner needs to do to prove himself, too. All the other members of the dynasty, Scotty Moore, the Dillon, they all have very successful wins over Momoa Curry in the past, but not Blake Tanner. That's all right, Tibbs, and I think Momoa's more than aware of that, but he is in our ring right now to respond to some of the dynasty's actions over the past few weeks. Let's have a listen. So the dynasty think they've gotten one over on old Momoa Curry a few weeks ago, didn't they? Cheap-shotted me, beat me down in the center of the ring while I claimed my award for Superstar of the Year, but let's be honest for a moment. It's... It's getting old, isn't it? The numbers game, the interference, it's the same bullshit on a different day. I mean, don't the Dynasty... I mean, they claim that they're the best wrestlers in this business. Well, back in my day, being the best wrestler meant that you didn't have to have two idiots sitting at ringside waiting to interfere on your behalf. Being the best wrestler meant getting in this ring and kicking ass. And I've proven over the past year that I can do exactly that, and I've proven that I am the best in this business today. So I'm not afraid of the dynasty. I've seen everything that they have on the table, everything in their playbook, and it's just going to be more of the same at the Regal Rumble when I beat all three of them. Tips! Tips! There it is! The music of the Dynasty, Scotty Moore, the Dylan, and Blake Tanner coming out to confront Momoa Curry, and you know they cannot be happy about what Momoa's been saying. Oh, uh, why did he get... I don't know, Tim, but Scotty Moore has that microphone, and he is confronting Momoa right now. Let's hear what he's got to say. Damn, Momoa, you are either a really damn good liar, or you're the biggest idiot in this entire company. You're not afraid of us, really. That's what you want to say, that you're not afraid of the dynasty. You're not afraid of the Dylan, a man who literally retired you. Just a few short years ago, a man who stole the JWF championship from around your waist when you were in your prime. And then you say you're not afraid of Blake Tanner, the longest reigning JWF champion, a man who in just three short years claimed every title this company had to give and then some. And you honestly think I can believe that you're not afraid of me? A man who, let me check, that's right. Oh, you've never, literally never been able to pin me to that mat. I'm a man who you've never been able to beat, Momoa. I am the albatross around your neck. You see, Momoa, you want to talk about the Dynasty's MO, right? You want to talk about how we use the numbers game to get what we want, how we abuse our power to put ourselves in the best position possible. Well, you know what? Why don't we give you an opportunity to even those odds, an opportunity to get a little bit of revenge? Seems to me there's only two weeks left until the Regal Rumble, two weeks for you to get your revenge on the Dynasty. So how about this? Next week, you are going to get in this ring, and you're going to face the Dilly in one-on-one competition, and if you manage to actually get one over on this massive beast of a man next to me, he gets banned from ringside at the Regal Rumble, that's one man down, and then the following week, if you can survive the onslaught, you go on to face me, the man who, let me remind you really quick, you've never beat, I I just, I, I feel like you need to understand that, you've never beaten me. And you're going to face me in a match, Momoa. And if you somehow manage to do what you've never done in your entire career and beat me, I'll be banned from ringside as well. I'm more than willing to give you these opportunities, Momoa. more than willing to let you prove that you're the best wrestler in the world. And at the end of the day, at the Regal Rumble, the numbers game will be even. One-on-one. And then Blake Tanner is gonna get in that ring and show you why he is the ace of the dynasty when he stomps your skull into the mat and takes the title away from you because you know something? You like to say it's the same old shit with us, right? The dynasty are here to interfere, let the numbers game run wild. We're here to be the best, Momoa. And you can't spell the best without the beat strong words there from Scotty Norton. I gotta say, I agree with him. Momoa wants to talk about not being afraid of the dynasty. But, I mean, at the end of the day, these three men, the dynasty, they've proved to be Momoa Curry's strongest adversaries in the past. You know, Sills, so, uh, Momoa Curry and all of the dynasty have a history, and these guys coming together trying to beat up one man, even though he is the god of the J.W. Uh, it, it is everything that I despise in a real competitive championship match. That's right, Tim. But, I mean, I, I got to say, I'm worried about Momoa over these next two weeks. I mean, we want him going into that match at 100%, I think, after facing Scotty Moore, a man who he's never defeated, and the Dylan, a man who he's defeated only once in a two out of three falls match, a match where, let me remind you, Dylan won the first fall. If that was a normal match, Dylan would have beaten Momoa that night as well. And I, I think these men are going to give Momoa a beating that could just be laying him out on the slab for Blake Tanner to pick up the pieces at the Regal Rumble. I don't know, Sills. I hope that the spirit of competitive nature will keep that from happening. But of course, as we've seen from the dynasty... They just aren't playing by the rules anymore, and they're just willing to do anything to get all the gold around their waist. That's alright, Tibbs. But now I want to talk about the Regal Rumble match. I mean, that is the focus of our next pay-per-view, and right now we only have a few names announced. We, of course, know a favorite of yours, the Hammerman. He's declared himself an entrant going into the Rumble match, hopefully getting that spot in the main event of WrestlePalooza. But there was another man who earlier today made his bid to enter that match and it is of course your son Chuck Tibbs a man who's had honestly a banner year he won the Tibby award for the most improved wrestler and I think this could be uh, could be the slingshot that he needs to put him on that main event spot that he wants what do you think oh Sills I really am really pulling for my son this year he's not had the best showing in previous years but you know what He's changed himself so much this year. He is a completely new man, and I think that he's got a real shot. That's right, that's why we've sent one of our top interviewers backstage with Chuck to see how he feels heading into what is now going to become his third Rumble match. Let's have a listen. Hello, everybody. Honey, pot, Mick. can't believe I've still got this job here with the man who holds the record for the fastest elimination in the Regal Rumble, that is the fastest man to be eliminated. Uh, Chuck Tibbs. Now, Chuck, uh, you've been less than successful in recent years when entering the Rumble, so I have to ask, what makes you think that this year will be any different from the last? Oh, well, uh, well, honeypot there, old buddy, old pal. Uh, this year, I'm entering the Rumble for myself. That's why it's going to be different. This is all me. This is all Chuck. I'm not doing it to appease anybody. I'm not going to do it to try to make my dad proud. Not anything. I'm entering the Rumble to earn what I rightfully deserve. And that is a chance at the JWF Championship. It is my chance to finally prove to the entire world that Chuck Tibbs is here to stay. And a chance to prove that I'm exactly what I say I am. I am the best in this business. So, uh, you mark my words here, alright? I will win the Regal Rumble. And I will defeat Momoa Curry at Wrestlepalooza. And I will have the JWF Championship around my waist by the end of that night. And I'm not doing it for my dad. I'm not doing it for Felix fucking Ball. I'm doing it for myself because I am Chuck Tibbs. Oh my god, Tibbs! From out of nowhere, it's the Lumberjack! The Lumberjack, the known associate of Felix Ball, and he's got an axe handle, just slamming it over the skull of your son! This is insanity! Uh, no! Not when he's trying to make his moment of triumph, God! That's right, and now the Lumberjack actually grabbing Chuck from behind, choking him with that axe handle, holding him in place, and Chuck's fading, his eyes are closing tips, this is horrifying, we need to get security out here! I, I'm, I've got to go out there. i got to save my boy. That's all right, but well, wait a minute, Tibbs. You might want to stay because there he is. There he is, the Canadian one, Felix Ball, just laughing maniacally, staring down at the broken body, the broken body of Chuck Tibbs, and it looks like he's got something to say. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, This one, that just tickled me. You know something, Monty Pot, Why don't you let me take it from here? Because I got a message, a message for the entire JWF universe, but more specifically a message for a certain man known as Captain Tibbs. You see what's happening behind me, right? You see your boy getting torn apart and beaten and broken, limbs torn away. Let me tell you something, Tibbs, that's not gonna stop. It's not going to stop the hell that you get to witness the hell of seeing your boy broken, beaten before your very eyes. It's never going to stop until you give me what I want. And I think you know exactly what that is, Tibbs. You know exactly what I want, exactly what I deserve. And you're going to give it to me at the Regal Rumble. The clock's ticking, Tibbs. Make a decision. Make the smart decision. And give me what I want! Give me what I want! Ha! Tibbs? What in the world is Felix Ball going on about? He says to give him what he wants. What the hell is he talking about? Uh Uh-oh. If Felix Ball wants me to give him what he wants, give him... Everything that he wants, he'll fuck have it. He's gonna get have it. Well, Tibbs, unfortunately, for right now, we've got to move on. I mean, we've got medical staff t- checking on Chuck Tibbs right now, taking him to a local medical facility to have his injuries checked on. But right now, I want to move on to our main event match of the night. And it is, of course, a mini-rumble that's going to happen in the center of the ring for one of the biggest prizes that you can get ahead of the Regal Rumble, the second. Wind. Something that has led people in the past to become victorious in the Rumble. Th- it's something that people have become legends off of. Tell us about the second win, Tibbs. So the second win is a creation of my own design that I'm always very proud of. The winner of this Rumble that we're having tonight of course will have not only one spot in the Regal Rumble, no, they will have a second spot somewhere down the line after they've been eliminated. That's right, Tibbs. If you get eliminated early in the Rumble, you can always come back and become victorious. Hell, we could get to spot number 19 if you're still in the Rumble. All you got, if even if you do get eliminated, then you can come right back in the ring and eliminate a competitor who's already worn down, who's already beating. It is an absolutely powerful tool in your arsenal when you go into the Regal Rumble. And let me tell you something, Tibbs. It's going to be one hell of a match because I know all of these men know exactly the opportunity they have tonight. Exactly, Sills. This is something that could make or break your rumble. That's right. And right now, Tibbs, in the center of the ring is that man we just saw beating down your son, the Lumberjack. And let me tell you something. That seven-foot Redwood, he has nothing to sneeze at. And the rest of the competitors, they seem almost afraid of him. But wait a minute. All of them, at once, all nine other men just assaulting the Lumberjack, piling on top of him, trying to beat him down, but oh my god! The Lumberjack showing his strength, tossing every single competitor off of him, roaring to the sky's tips, this man is terrified. God, Sills, look at that big meaty hunk of redwood. That's right, and now he's grabbed Johnny Bananas. Johnny Bananas, a former tag team champion, lifted over the head of the lumberjack, and oh my God, just unceremoniously tossed out of the ring. You can see it, hear him thudding as he hits, and you know Johnny Bananas is going to feel that tomorrow. Oh. All right. Have a good night, buddy oh, But wait a minute, look at the corner In the corner, the former team of the Rat Sension, Victor and Connor We know they've had their troubles in the past I mean, we last saw them In an epic triple threat match Against Momoa Curry at Barcade And it looks like that hatred, that vitriol It's still there And they are absolutely brawling, Tibbs Oh, Silves. So- I just want to see more of this match, and it's just mostly so I can see Victor kick Connor's ass. That's right, they're both trying to settle that score tonight, but I mean, it looks like there's a tag team on the other corner doing a little bit of work together, as opposed to the rat engine breaking up, and it is the team. Of the Hammerman and Griffin Clouds of the VWO, the tag team champions, and they are teaming up on AJ Steele, the man with the body of steel, getting whipped off the ropes by Griffin. But wait a minute, Griffin ducks, and the Hammerman with a beautiful flying knee knocks AJ off of the apron to the ground with a big elimination. But wait a minute. Sam Adams! Sam Adams of the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, rushing Griffin from behind and eliminating him. And you know that the Hammerman's not gonna be happy about that. Oh, not at all, Phil. That's right. And oh. Let me tell you something, the vitriol, the hatred between these two teams is palpable. And, I mean, Hammerman seems furious, but the Lumberjack is continuing his tirade. Just running across the ring, eliminating everybody, beating them down. It's Tim, that's the music of Chuck. It's your son. I thought Chuck I was going to do What's he doing? No, he's come back. He's not going to let it keep him down. Is this what you want? Ball. Oh. Disaster. That's right, Chuck rushing into the ring and oh taking down the Lumberjack with a Luthez press, raining down shots before picking him up and nailing him with the DD Tibbs. Chuck Tibbs going crazy, and now he's picked up the Lumberjack and has tossed him to the outside. Oh my God, this is astounding from your son. Oh, Phil, this is it, this is that Tibbs fire. This is what happens when you get a fully-fledged Tibbs out there. That's right. Now the Lumberjack attempting to rush the ring, trying to get vengeance on your son. But wait a minute. The rat, cinching. Connor, Victor, both going over the top at the same time. The Brawl not being able to contain by the ring, falling to the outside, and they've landed directly on top of the Lumberjack, Tibbs. Oh, Damn. That's right, the rat sension both been eliminated, but it looks like the brawl is still going, fighting off into the crowd. And let me tell you something, Tibbs. Something has got to be done about the rat sension. These two cannot be contained. Not at all, Sills. I, I'm surprised that these two are working together like this. That's right, and now we are down to four men, Tibbs. Four men, the wild-eyed Southern boys, the team of Sam Adams and Houston Longhorn, your son Chuck, and the Hammer Man. And I think those two know exactly what's going on. They're in there with a tag team. And I think they're going to team up on their own as they take on the wild eyed Southern boys. Hammerman going after Houston, Chuck going after Sam, and Tims. Let me tell you something you seem happy as a pig and shit seeing your boy team with the Hammerman right now. I literally can't talk, Sills, because if I do, I'm just gonna scream. Oh, but wait a minute, Tibbs. Unfortunately, it looks like this team-up won't last for long as Sam reverses an attempt by the at the DD Tibbs by your boy and nails a massive sobriety test, sending Chuck out of the ring. And unfortunately, Chuck has been eliminated, which leaves Hammerman alone in the ring with the wild-eyed Southern boys. But we've seen the Hammerman take on greater challenges before. Tells so us there's anybody that can do it. It's not my son who's been eliminated. I'm really sad about that. It's the Hammer Man! That's right. And now Sam attempting to strike the Hammer Man, but unfortunately the quick feet levels the Beer Man, taking him back with a big head kick. But wait a minute, Houston! Houston, he's on the outside apron, trying to drag out the Hammer Man into a suplex. Trying to suplex him to the outside. And let me tell you something, Houston trying to sacrifice himself for the right of his team. Oh, but luckily Hammerman landing on the apron, backing up, and ooh, nails a beautiful shining wizard sending the head of Houston Longhorn crashing into the ring post. And he has fallen to the ground. So he has sent one half of the wild-eyed Southern boys down to the ground, and we are down to two tips.
1: Oh, Hammerman, come on, do it. Make your dreams come
0: true. That's right. Hammerman trying to climb back into the ring. He knows that apron is a dangerous place, but wait a minute! It's Spider Lockhart! Spider Lockhart, the leader of the wild-eyed Southern boys coming out to ringside, and he's got the Hammerman by the feet. He's trying to drag him to the ground, Tim. This is this is horrible. Why? That's fucking why! That's right, but wait a minute, wait a minute. The hammer man with a big kick sends Spider to the ground, and I think Hammerman's getting ready for a comeback. He goes to springboard into the ring, but no! Sam Adams, Sam Adams shoving him off in that top rope, down onto the ground, absolutely leveling the Hammer Man. And Tibbs, unfortunately, thanks to that elimination, thanks to the interference of Spider Lockhart, the winner of the second win is the man known as the Fear Man, Sam Adams. Well, let me tell you something, Tibbs, it certainly wasn't without his help from his friends in low places. Oh, Sills, this is just not the way I wanted to see this, but that's yeah, so be it. Sam Adams. You got your shot. That's the right, Tibbs, and here's hoping he can use it to do some great things in the Regal Rumble match. He's got 18 other men to contend with in that match, all of them fighting for an opportunity to land themselves in the main event of Wrestle Palooza. We've seen some amazing matches come out of this. Last year, we saw Brunch Boy Baron take on the Regal Rumble winner. Uh, Momoa Curry, the year before that the members of the Dynasty, Scotty Moore and Blake Tanner had an astounding Iron Man match, let me tell you something the legal rumble, it creates magic too, exactly so because you gotta get ready and you're on the road to wrestle the loser. that's right in order to find out what happens next on that road, you're gonna have to tune in next time to JWF, Monday Night Wolf So Blakey T, it has been one hell of an episode. What did you learn this week, though? I learned that in the changing and constantly shitty world that we have today that I should just stop worrying and love the Liger. Ah, uh, yes, and I learned that in that constant changing world, that fear, that horror of what what's happening next. There's always one constant. There's always one universal truth that we can look back to, and that is... It's Rusev from Rusev Day. Hello. So Dylan can be found on twi- Twitter at Dick and Stormy Blake. Where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. Darkroom V I D Y A. And you can find me here on the BS Network where I've sold my soul. That's right. It's very valuable on the black market. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo S E O T T Y E M O. You can buy all my books on Amazon, and you can check out all the other BS Network programs online at of aloadofpurebs.com from Deviant, the space pirate story, to, to, I was about to say Fight Boys, but I feel like you guys know that's there. A Load of BS, Opposite Attractions, me again, it's all available for you to check out at a of aloadofpurebs.com Bad cap. Special thanks to Megaran, our good friend and yours, for our theme song, Fighters. You can find Megaran on um, Spotify anywhere you, where you get great music. He's got some good shit out there. He's been on a fucking roll lately with these like TV show themed raps. He did, I think it was called The Randalorian, which was a very, very good pun. And he did a, I saw The Randalorian. We did the Randalorian, and he just did one called Toss a Coin, which is based off The Witcher, and fuck it slaps. I've never seen The Witcher, but this song fucking slaps, dude. So remember to st- Oh, you should listen to that. You should listen to the original from that too, and you'll really enjoy it. So remember uh, to support Mega Ran and to support us, whether that be by donating at patreon.com slash load of BS or by picking up some awesome merch at merch.com, including three brand new designs for our JXT. Superstars. That's d- the developmental tor- territory for JWF. And I'm not saying it'll get you laid, but Gazi did say one of them got him laid. He just had to give it up. So make sure to support us there or leave us some reviews on iTunes and tell a friend who loves pro wrestling to check out the Fight Boys. And as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com, Step up to the merch table at merch.loadedpureBS.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube. And as always, Thank you, Liger, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!